Brace yourselves. Bring a little fire this weekend. So this is one of my favorite weekends of the year. Right now, there are 67 young people from our confirmation program that are in Norwood. I was in Norwood all day yesterday at our confirmation retreat, and it doesn't end. I have another mass today at 3 o'clock in Norwood with their parents and their confirmation sponsors uh, who will be there to close the retreat. If you've never been to the Our Lady of the Holy Spirit Center in Norwood, you should just go, by the way. It's a former Roman Catholic seminary, and then the diocese shifted the seminary to the east side, and this building was sold to a priest for pennies. And now it's, it's completely run by, by the lay faithful. And it is, it is a museum of sacred art and of treasures. And it is so powerful. You can go there for, like, they, they, they host retreats that you can go on, but just going there is a retreat. Just take in the art and the beauty powerful. They have perpetual adoration there, so Jesus is always there, so you can just be with him. It's fantastic. So I love retreat ministry because you see, tangibly, you see people convert. You see young people who are so mediocre, mediocre in their faith, and then they get set on fire. Young people, for the first time in their lives, ever going to adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. They've never seen it before. Young people who haven't been to confession since second grade. And there's a lot of sinning that can happen since second grade. So we had five priests there yesterday hearing confessions. And it's just a powerful experience, right? Last night, between 10 o'clock and a little bit after 11, we had adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. And there was music and singing, and young people are just, they're, they're just crying before the Lord. There's tears, they're raising up their hands in prayer. It is amazing. And so today, the retreat, yesterday there was the goal was to bring them to intimacy with the Lord, and then we, we really have to spend the rest of today trying to keep that from being killed. Because the reality is, is that what they're going to go home to and where they're going to be tomorrow will not support anything that they encountered this weekend. Now, some of them have very good parents and great home lives. I'm not attacking that at the moment. The reality is that as soon as they get their phones back, because they don't have phones, thanks be to God, As soon as they get their phones back, as soon as they plug their computers back in, and as soon as they cross the threshold of their school tomorrow, so much of what they've experienced and encountered will be snatched away. We hear today from the book of the prophet Zephaniah, and this is what Zephaniah says. Seek the Lord. And observe his laws. Seek justice, seek humility. I leave in your midst a remnant. I leave you as a remnant, a people that are humble and lowly. And you shall take refuge in the name of the Lord. 
for you are a remnant of Israel. You will speak no wrong, and you will speak no lies. When I was a young kid, my mom would drag me to Joanne Fabrics. My mom would do crafting and sewing projects. And for any of you women out there that have ever been to Joanne Fabrics, you go to Joanne Fabrics with the intention of buying something. I need two yards of this fabric or six yards of this fabric. But then there is the remnant table, which you, where you get distracted at the remnant table, and you think of all the things that you could do with these remnants and then you buy them. And then they sit in a box at your house or in a chest. What is a remnant? In fact, the only reason that I really understand what a remnant is is because of going to join Christ with my mom. A remnant is a small part. Another way it should be discarded. Because it's such a small part of the whole. And how is God describing his people? I will leave you as a remnant. I will leave you as a remnant. The remnant of Israel, they shall do no wrong and they will speak no lies. And yet we want to belong. We want to fit in. We want to be popular. We want to look like everybody else, dress like everybody else, talk like everybody else. And yet God says we have to be a remnant. We can't be like everybody else. We can't fit in. We can't be normal. Because normal is toxic. These young people that are on retreat right now, that have encountered the Lord, they've encountered his spirit, they've encountered true community and true fellowship and true brotherhood and true fraternity. They've encountered it. And then they will walk out into our world. And our world hates them. Because our world hates you. And look where we are at now, my brothers and sisters. We live in an America that is anti-Catholic to its core, to its fiber and being. It is anti-biblical, it is anti-Catholic, and it literally is killing itself without having to use a gun. Because the culture is so toxic. So these young people, that's right, a gun. So these young people, I love crowd participation. These young people, this is what they're going to go home to. This is what they're going to open up on their phones tonight. This is the music they're going to ingest, the media that they'll, they'll take in, and the threshold of the, of the school that they'll cross tomorrow. And I know this for a fact. I know this for a fact. In the schools that they will go to, in speech class, debate class, and English class, you cannot write a, a paper on abortion. But you can write a paper on transgender and homosexuality and whatever woke topic you want to write on. But you cannot write on the topic of abortion. We, my brothers and sisters, need to realize that we are a remnant we are a remnant. What do these young people need to be prepared for? Well, our Lord says it. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are, they, blessed are you when they insult you and when they persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. That's what these young people need to be prepared for. Father Maine and I have been doing some tabulating with the two, two 12 hours of confession and a half hour confessions before every, every daily mass, we hear over 500 confessions a month because we actually keep count, count as well. Over 500 confessions a month. Do you know how often I hear, bless me, Father, for I have sinned? Father, I'm here because I am so angry at our politicians. I'm here, Father, because I am so disgraced and in despair because of our politicians. I don't need to name them, do I, my brothers and sisters? I don't need to name the individuals who choose to align themselves with death. And I will tell you, my brothers and sisters, that these individuals, they're not being persecuted by anybody but the church because they love the world and they love the things of the world and they love the pleasures of the world. What does our second reading say today? Consider now your calling, brothers and sisters. Not many of you are wise by human standards. What are those politicians? Oh, they're very wise by human standards. Not many of you are powerful. No, we're not powerful. Blessed are the meek. Rather, God chose the foolish of this world to shame the wise. He chose the weak of this world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly and the despised of the world who count for nothing. In their eyes, what do we? We count for nothing. We are fools. And yet, Jesus promises to reduce to nothing those who are something. It is due to him that you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom as well as righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. My brothers and sisters, blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad. My brothers and sisters, we are a remnant. And the sooner that we accept that and understand that and live that and we instill that into our children and we instill that into our grandchildren and we help them to realize that they are not like the world. And why would we want to be like the world? It's sick. We are called to be different. There's a reason why Mother Teresa and John Paul II stood like shining stars in a culture that is not half as bad as it is now. So where is the Mother Teresa today? Where is the St. John Paul II today? I will tell you, we must instill our time and our energy and our resources into forming young people, the future Mother Teresa's and John Paul II's who will be stars and lights shining, but they will be persecuted and they will be hated and they will be despised. But God has promised 
that this remnant will rise up again. And that is where we put our hope. That is where we put our faith. He's in a God and he's in a person who promises, blessed are those. Blessed are those. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. I don't know who your children are. I don't know who all your grandchildren are. I don't know who your godchildren are, but I beg of you to put your arms around them and love them and teach them and form them. Do not allow the media to form your children. Do not allow the media to form your children on what they believe about marriage and life because it's a lie. And we are a remnant. So my brothers and sisters, may we seek the Lord. May we observe his law. May we do what is right. May we speak no lies. And in doing so, may we be blessed and inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you.